I'm Coral and welcome to the 4th Street Digital Podcast, Episode 2. In this podcast, I cover ideas, practices and techniques for online teaching and learning. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about keeping learners engaged online in live sessions. Um, and I wanted to discuss this because I've seen lots of posts recently on things like LinkedIn and Facebook, um, kind of groups that I'm part of in this area of online learning. Um, and lots of people worried about the fact that their learners do not have their cameras on. They're worried about whether their learners are engaged and finding it difficult to tell um, and difficult to keep people engaged. So where to start? Um, so I think I think the first thing, the first and ultimate thing that I would say is cameras are not the main thing to measure engagement. And I think it's something that we find really difficult. You know, as human beings, we tell a lot from body language and facial expression and we understand people through looking at their faces and seeing how they're reacting to what we're saying and certainly when we're giving presentations when we're teaching being able to see someone's face and and sort of gauging their understanding through their facial expressions can be really really useful but often online we find that part is lost and I know that many teachers that I've spoken to, many clients I've spoken to, really struggle with the thought of not having people's cameras on and often students um, or or learners either refuse to have their camera on um, because they're not comfortable or they can't turn their camera on, they don't have access to cameras. There can be multiple reasons that people wouldn't have cameras available. So I think the first thing to think about is not to go with a camera first attitude. There absolutely are sessions where people need to have cameras on or where it's really, really beneficial. But generally, student engagement can be measured in lots of different ways. So for a lot of training that I run, a lot of webinars that I do, um, people don't have their cameras on and sometimes they don't even have the functionality to be able to do that. So I know it can feel very much like you're just speaking into a dark room of people um, and that can be really, really difficult. But... There are lots and lots of ways that you can measure engagement and make sure people feel engaged in the session. So I think the first thing is, but the first thing comes from designing your session. So you want to design your session in a way where there are appropriate stopping points where you can check engagement. So, you know, you can stop your um, webinar, your conference, your learning um, session, your online class, maybe every 20 minutes, maybe every 10 minutes even, and just sort of do a check-in. Can everybody, um, you know, ask everyone, can you please um, just write in the chat whether you understood this section or whether you're following along or you can ask questions. What do you all think of this? Can I get everyone to post in the chat? Or if you want to unmute yourself and speak because people can still use their audio, even though they've not got their camera on, but asking people to get involved in building in those stopping points. And there may come times when you're met with silence and it is very, very strange, I think, to just talk into the abyss it seems like sometimes but if you can get that chat going um, in whatever live lesson software you're using the chat function normally is really really great and you can utilize that so well when you're running a live session whether that be a live class or whether that be something like a webinar or a discussion or a team meeting you can get people to utilize that chat but by building in those stopping points you're making it even more obvious that this is what's expected. I want, you know, you want to say upfront, I want people to post in the chat, I want people to answer me using their audio. I think the other thing is utilising the functionality you already have on your platform. So 
absolutely things like the chat function, things like live polling. So many um, different software, things like Teams, they use Forms. Zoom has a live polling software. And you can live poll people throughout your session. So again, building in those polling options to say, you know, what did you think of this? Or asking people to make a decision about something. Even just checking, are people clear on this? And then you can gauge from the reaction, what you need to go into in more depth, what you need to discuss. Um, and you can see that and so can your learners see in live time how people are reacting to that poll. So again, polling can be a really good way to just keep people engaged and having those well-timed polls make a big difference. Um, you can use things like the whiteboard function. So um, Teams has a whiteboard function. Um, I think Zoom has one. Lots of online um, lesson software that you might already have in your virtual learning environment can all use whiteboard. And essentially, you can ask people to draw, they can write um, collaboratively on one whiteboard whiteboard space and again this is a really fantastic way to get people engaged and make it an interactive session and I think that again is going back to that planning it's one of the key things that we can do um, as as online content creators as teachers online is to make sure that we are creating content which is interactive so students and learners can't just come and sit for the hour not be engaged not take anything in we're actually asking them to get involved to write something to to respond to things, to respond to polls and to, to be part of the lesson. So using all of these things within your lesson, making sure they're obviously carefully planned as to not overwhelm people, they can all be utilised to measure that engagement. Things like sharing your screen as well. So you can ask the learners um, that you're teaching to share their screen. So before the class, and again, this is all coming into the planning, so thinking about that kind of flipped approach, flipped approach to learning, can you ask them to prepare something in advance to bring to the class? So it might be a presentation, it might be an image that you want them to talk about, it might be something you want them to share on their screen and asking people to do that as well. So again, they're engaged in the lesson, it's interactive, they're part of it, but still they don't have their camera on. Um, and then thinking of things like external tools. So th there's there's tools that I come back to again and again and again because I find that they are um, that they work really really well across many different countries and I think that's really important when you've got international learners thinking what's going to work. Um, something like OneNote, Microsoft OneNote, again works fantastically well. Um, it works internationally as well, and again it's a shared document that people can work on in live time. You can split people into groups and get them working on these documents all at the one time and then you can come back together and discuss it. So again, you're seeing who's interacting with that document, who's typing, who's involved and you can prompt the people that aren't um, interacting with that. Um, you can also use things like Microsoft Forms, Mentimeter, other live sort of quizzing and polling software, again, um, just to get feedback um, or to answer questions or one thing I find works really, really well is to hand a bit of the power over to the learners. So ask them, what do you want to talk about next? Will we talk about this topic or this topic? Or what sort of area would you like me to go into more detail on and give them those options? And then you're going with the majority of the class. So again, people are more engaged when they know, well, I've asked for this. I've asked for this piece of content to come and therefore I'm going to really engage with it. Um, and I think the other thing is making most, making the most of 
small groups and small small sessions we know that a lot of learners do not feel confident in front of a large group you know let's say you've got 50 people in a class you know that's a huge group even even just having sort of 10 12 people in a class can be really overwhelming for some learners so the thought of having to turn their camera on or turn their audio on and speak and you know and and potentially be wrong there's something about being online and it being at a distance that sometimes people are more nervous than if they were in the classroom um, and particularly if you're coming at it from the point of view of new learners, so a group that maybe don't know each other at all, making use of small group situations in your live lesson can make a massive difference because someone can feel much more com- confident and much more comfortable in a small group setting than they can in that larger group. So utilising things like breakout rooms, if you don't have breakout rooms in the live lesson software that you're using, you can still break people up into smaller groups, have them work in the chat or have them work in separate um, documents like OneNote in groups together and they can work and collaborate in that way. Um, and then the last thing I think that I wanted to kind of touch on in this this episode was thinking about how you can increase the sort of element of fun and excitement in your live lesson. Um, people will see your interest and your passion in a subject when they're face to face because again they're reading your body language and they're seeing how um you know the tone of your voice and how excited you are about a particular subject but sometimes again that can be lost in an online environment and there are different ways that you can get people to kind of be engaged so thinking about things like gamification and i want to do another podcast episode on on gamification itself so i just want to touch on this very briefly but thinking about ways that you can introduce gamification. So it can be something as simple as having um, something like Wheel of Names. If you go to wheelofnames.com, you can enter everyone's names or you can give everyone numbers, randomly allocate them numbers. And it's just like a spinning wheel that that picks someone at random. So then you can ask that person a question. And that's just a very small bit of gamification, but it means that you're not picking on someone. You're not choosing someone from the class to speak. And again, it can just increase that engagement. Um, you can also use things like point systems. So you could assign points to teams. You could assign points to the whole class um, for certain things that they do, whether they engage well, whether they answer feedback, whether they respond in the chat. And you can encourage all of these practices by introducing that little sort of bit of gamification. Um, and I think one of the things that you know I would encourage you to do um, really is you know, I, I've already said from the beginning, thinking not thinking about cameras as your source of engagement. Plan your lesson the opposite way around. So plan it that no one's going to have their camera on. And then you can you can still encourage it. You can still ask people, especially I find at the beginning and the end of a lesson can be really, really useful. So just at the beginning, you might want to ask people. Sometimes at the end, it's even better. So once you've had your whole lesson, you can sort of say, okay, that's, you know, that's us for today. I would really love it if everyone could turn their camera on just for a couple of seconds and give me a quick wave or, you know, say hello to each other. And people do it because people, you know, we've all been online for a while and people like to be able to see each other. So not everyone's going to do it, but you can encourage them to use cameras in sort of a different way. Um like that and without it being the main source of engagement for your lesson and as people become more comfortable you might find that they're more likely to use it all the time. So that is everything for today. Um, I hope this episode's been useful and um, please remember to subscribe to keep up to date with any new episodes and of course check out some of the resources on our website for more ideas around keeping students engaged online. 
Thank you and join me next time on the 4th Street Digital Podcast. Bye. Yeah.